All right, and then Nelly said that he said, "F it, I'm not, I don't really have much to do." What did you already fill out? Your UFC, <laughs> yeah, little UFC draft or FanDuel. Nelson's already filling out his FanDuel, and UFC is tomorrow night, right? Yep. And, and it's free on ESPN. RJ said, Boom. what did you say? You're like, you already got that done? Yeah. Nelson's <laughs> like, half it. There's nothing else to do. Uh. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to talk uh, comments from Packers president and CEO Mark Murphy. He also moonlights as a stand-up comedian. But before that, you know what time it is. Good morning, guys. Hey, Scotty. What's hey, up, you old Scotty. Hey, R- hey, RJ. How you doing, my friend? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Evo, before, yes, sir. before I do this, a while back, I told you I have a picture of a famous Packer player on my wall. Fuzzy Thurston. No. I told Brett you. Favre. Willie nope. Davis. Um, Sam Congato. It's Jordy Nelson. Oh, Jordy Nelson. I should have known. Scott, okay. I had a cereal one time. Jordy Nelson's Farm Fresh Flakes. Did you ever eat that? I don't eat my flakes. <laughs> okay. okay. I need to do <laughs> conspiracy theories. Scott, hold, hold on, Scott. I don't think you've ever dumped a conspiracy theory on us for Conspiracy Theory Friday, but you have one? Yeah. Proceed. Okay. My thinking is you asked why the uh, why they repeat all this stuff about the coronavirus thing. It's kind of like the weather forecast. They say oh, uh, you're talking about me saying, like, this is the new norm in right, these uncertain right. times. This is, it's like the weather forecast. They say 10% chance because of the fact that if they're wrong... Or it's an escape route. Is that's what's happened with the media because they they're afraid of being wrong or being ridiculed. They give a they give an escape hatch, and now okay, it's the, okay, okay. now it's the new norm. Ugh, that is, Scott, that's what, I'm just saying. I'm just saying with the world we now live in, the right. new norm in but these that, uncertain times. Let's just that, let's just think of something different. But that's what this is all about. Is they're trying to do an escape hatch. If it gets worse, it gets better, and they're wrong. The media's been doing that for years. Just to see what it Just does. Just to see what it does. <laughs> Scott, I'm glad you could prop in with a uh, conspiracy theory for us, brother. I appreciate well, that. Well, I mean, that's the only, only logical. I mean, I'm just saying it's like Watergate or Deflategate or Spygate or Russiagate or whatever. Plus, they have nothing else better to Why does it always got to be something than gate? Why can't we just think of like something else? <laughs> because they want to make it more important than what it really is. All right, Scott, you guys, I, I know what's really, truly important is music trivia. There you go. Who did this on back in the day? God damn it. You always do this one. That's right. Ice it Cube. <laughs> who, who did Travelers. That? Yes. Oh, well, Nelson. Hell yeah. Best friend's girlfriend. Cars. More than a feeling. Boston. Now it gets up. Wow. Sweet Caroline. That's not tough. It's Neil, Neil Diamond. Diamond. What year? 79. 69. Oh, nice. Believe. Share. Very good. Great, good song, by the way. <laughs> Low Down. Boss Gags. Okay. I love the trivia about that Believe song. Okay. That, that was 20 true. years. It, it was 20 years after the breakup of Sonny and Share. That was their first number one hit after they broke up. What ha- Whatever happened to Sonny? Tree. <laughs> 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 how do you like yeah. your how do you, how do you like your eggs, Scott? Easy over. Oh, I was gonna say sunny side up. There you go. Was that was that too soon? Who did low down? You already said that's boss eggs. Okay, take me home, country road. Goddamn, John Denver. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew you'd like that, John Denver. 
who did won't be fooled again. All my all my love. Led Zeppelin. Freaking Zeppelin. This is the hard one. Automatic. Oh, you've done this one before a long time ago. Automatic. Uh, Alabama. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, it came out Stevie the 80s. Stevie no, Wonder. No, no. Nope, Scott, Conspiracy one. Theory Friday. Stevie Wonder's not actually blind. It's the Pointer Sisters. Oh, I never would have got that. Uh, have a good day, guys. I'll call you a little later. Can't wait. Bye-bye. I'm sorry, but this was the best of the music trivia. Turn it on and rip the knob off. Yes, sir. I'm going to go on a limb and say Nelson doesn't like this song. Nelson? Uh, what do you like, RJ singing it or Cher singing it better? RJ. <laughs> Cher just gives us some, like, satanic vibes. Wow. Well, she's, like, 80 years old. It looks like she's, like, 30. Wow. I think that's... She's starting to look like uh, that lady who oh, she's got 73, plastic sorry. surgery to look like a cat. She's starting to look what? like that lady. Okay, if you notice in Hollywood... The people that keep getting plastic surgery, they all look exactly the same. Like this weird alien cat lady look. They yeah. all look identical. Yeah. Well, they they use the same. You do realize, like, I know what you're doing. You're trying to look young, but you all look identical, and it's very creepy. If you look at the people that do a lot of plastic surgery in Hollywood, they look frightening. You are creepy looking. Just there's nothing wrong with looking like how you look. There's nothing wrong Why with would embracing. You want to look like a cat. There's nothing wrong with embracing embracing who you are and what you look like and learning to love yourself. You all look like freak aliens. Freak shows. Stop with the plastic surgery. Yeah, that lady that looks like the cat. She's bizarre, dude. Yeah. All right, anyways, let's get back to sports. <laughs> once you have so much plastic surgery, wouldn't you look more like a dog? You'd think so. No, but, are no, you saying Adams. like a... There's a lot of different kinds of... I don't, I'm, I'm not going to go down this road, Nelly. We're going to move on here. <laughs> 608-321-1670. Twitter is at Zone Madison. So Mark Murphy saying, is... saying, you wouldn't be able to feel like if there was like slobber on your face. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they can't even move. That's why they're always smiling. They can't really talk too good because they're always... Their face left has always got their lips up like they're smiling. You want to know how I got these scars? Botched plastic surgery. I don't want to. That is not one of these. Brag pieces. about myself, but <laughs> right, that was Mark Murphy right there. Mark Murphy released a letter to the shareholders. I'm not going to read all of it. It's freaking long, but he said essentially, "We are in a time of we are in a time of great uncertainty." Well, no crap. We we're hopeful that the NFL season will start on time with full stadiums, and we we're also planning for a whole range of contingencies in examining the financial ramifications. Packers, obviously the smallest market. Uh, many are worried that they are not going to be able to deal with the potential potential financial fallout of fans not being in the stands, and if the season's not played at all, oofta. But Murphy says, do not be concerned, my friends. We have ample resources available. That's $385 million in the Corporate Reserve Fund, and they'll be able to weather these difficult and trying times. Murphy also informed the shareholders that the Green Bay the shareholders meeting in Green Bay and Lambeau, they're not sure if they're going to be able to pull it off, and they'll let you know. So, boys, Packers, $385 million in corporate reserve. Mark Murphy says, don't freak out. Is that, that's, that's good news, right? That Mark Murphy's like, we, we got contingency plans. We got a rainy day fund of almost $400 million. We can weather this storm. But one thing that he I— He also knows he's got a sledding hill in his back pocket where he could charge. Oh, no <laughs> doubt about it. 
You want to go down that hill? Well, guess what? That'll be 40 bones. $5, sonny. <laughs> you got a family of four. That's $10 a pop. 40 bones, that's the family deal. Want to go one single person? It ain't going to be 10 because that's, you know, that's the deal with the family of four. One single person, $12. A little bit of an upcharge. He's got that in his back wow. pocket, RJ. The one thing that I'm concerned about, though, is, and I guess I didn't think about this, the Packers are the smallest market. Really? Did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did, did you ever think that a, there was concern that the Packers, if there was no season or no fans in the stands, that they couldn't survive it? I never thought that for the Packers. It's an NFL team. Yeah. Did you ever think that, Nelly? I mean, no. Mark, Mark Murphy come out in his letter to say that don't worry about it. So if he's, if he's writing it, people have been asking him about it. NFL, they're too big to fail, right? Yeah. I mean, if you were really going under, do you think they would do another stock release? Ooh, I would buy it. Yeah, they absolutely would. <laughs> I would buy it. Would you? Unless it's all big conspiracy for the, the Green Bay Packers to finally move. And the NFL is like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, just run another stock release. The people of Wisconsin would, I would buy do it. the hell out of it. Yep. And- I would I would buy right now. If they release stock, I'd buy it right now. What would be your cutoff point, though? How much would you pay for Packer stock? What would be your, what would be the most you'd pay? 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I've- I'd go up to 150 I'd pay $150 for a piece of paper. Good for you. What, wasn't it $100 before? I don't know. I think it was like 75. Whatever it was, I'd pay for it. I don't care. Yeah. You guys don't apparently love the Packers as much as I do. I, I'm one of the very few people I know that do not own Packers stock. I do own. That's because you don't love the Packers. I just figured I do it out. own a few chunks of the frozen tundra after they uh, made it to the Super Bowl for the first time. Sick. Since, uh, yeah. When they redid the field because yeah. they actually yeah. had money after that. Uh, Is it thawed now? No, you keep it. In, it, keep it in, is it in your freezer? It has directions on it. Is it in your freezer? Keep it in the freezer. Yeah. You have a chunk of the ah, well, frozen okay. tundra in your say freezer. It's at my parents. Your parents have a chunk of the frozen tundra <laughs> in their freezer. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, that's, apparently, apparently, you do love the package. when you don't do a stock release. Apparently, you cut up your field. Sell it. Sell it. And you put it in your freezer. Right. Where other teams, you've seen. How it. big is it? It's like. Is it like a three by three, three inches? I'd say, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, maybe. Like a three inch by three inch? Yeah, and maybe you, that's it what, goes down like, you know, maybe two how, inches. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's what was going on in Canada last and it's, year. You know, and it's not like... And you keep it in your freezer. Dude, they boxed it. It's it's got a green like a that frozen inc- that's tundra incredible. Green Bay Packer box. In, what's okay? What is what is a bigger? And listen, if Packer stock was up for sale, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. If there was frozen tundra like RJ has in the freezer, I would buy it. But I, I preface it with that, saying this: What's the bigger scam? Frozen tundra in your freezer, or a piece of paper that hangs on your wall? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> the grass, the grass I have might just be from like the island in the parking lot, and they're like, don't, don't, we ran don't, out. Don't tell oh, me no. about this. Is this is from actually Mark Murphy's sledding hill before? We... <laughs> What's the bigger scam? What's the weirdest memorabilia you own? That, that's just right there sparks something. What is the weirdest memorabilia you own? I got to say, RJ, a chunk of sod from Lambeau Field is in your freezer is pretty strange. I love it, though. I think what, that's great. What What's about the those, weirdest like, memorabilia you own? Commemorative, like, Rose Bowl cans and things like that. Yeah. Ooh, I got a Mountain View. I, 
I have a Rose Bowl can that uh, PBR made it. Yeah, they weren't allowed to do I, it. I have, those, I have two of those. I have, I have, but I don't think that's weird. That's rare. Yeah. Well, so is the frozen tundra, but right? It's, but it's in the freezer. Well, <laughs> but you know, like other teams, when they get new sod, they like throw it out there and they're like, "Hey, pick it up for free." The Packers monetized sod. Yeah, and you can't even display it. It's in your freezer. Yeah. Hey, ask any suburban dad. Grass ain't cheap. Grass ain't cheap. Hell, I was just resodding my own. Grass ain't cheap. There, there was like stories about people getting that, cutting out a place in their grass, and replanting the sod. And that's holy ground right there then. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they have it cordoned off. If or... you have a dog, it better not be peeing on yeah. that spot. Like, you, can't I, be, you can't be killing that grass. You, there's people who being like, right there, on slamble right field grass. From 1996. They go out and, and pet it. I was yeah. like, oh, I love you. Brett Favre probably stepped on this. The favorite part of my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to mow you ever again. What is the weirdest memorabilia you own? The strangest memorabilia you own? I got to think. Like, I have like jersey cards. I don't think that's that strange, yeah, though. Yeah, those aren't strange. I mean, they'll. I got to say. They sell them. I, have a pop, buy I think those. it's a Mountain Dew pop can with Brett Favre's face on it. See, I don't think that's strange. I, I just think that's cool. That. I think I'll I'll have to look at it. It's in my room. Uh, the king says he would fornicate with that piece of sod. Wow. On Twitch. King, you must. Going to make sure I never put out my address. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't find that freezer that RJ has. I'm just going to hear a knock on the door. Yeah, I'm here for the sod. I'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I bet you it's pretty damn looking sexy sod, though. <laughs> If it's from the, if that's immaculate grass, I, I haven't seen it in a while. So the strangest memorabilia you own, I would love to know. I got to think about mine. I just, I have baseball cards, I have jersey cards, but that's not strange. I like those. This is a lock of so and so's hair. Like I have an Adam Morrison jersey. I think people would say that's weird, but it's just a jersey. It's a jersey. It, but it, it's Adam Morrison. It's, it's only weird in who it is. It's not like yeah. a weird piece of memorabilia. Yeah. I got to think about that. No, you think about yours as a Mountain Dew can of Brett Favre. Yeah, I don't it's not really, even that weird. I don't though. even really have anything weird though. Like there's some people that own a sweaty towel that a Bucks player threw them. Is that weird? It's not autographed. It just had the sweat on it. I think that's kind of weird. You want a sweaty, stinky towel? Or like that, I, like Glenn Robinson wiped his brow off with? Or like you've seen people that are like, oh yeah, so and so was playing uh, basketball. Their gum fell out. I picked it up. Oh. You okay. have the piece of their gum, huh? Yeah. What are you gonna clone it later? Maybe. The king then says, "I'm sure a hockey fan has a tooth from one of his favorite players." <laughs> We've had a lot of stories this week about Major League Baseball reopening. What are they gonna do? You know, how are they gonna get it done? The proposal from Major League Baseball is put out in from the players' union. Players' union, they're talking about the health side of it. You know, obviously, when it comes to COVID nineteen, and then. Not really talking much of the money side, but we have heard that the first in March they agreed on a prorated deal, and now Major League Baseball is saying we want you to take less money, take a revenue split. Players Association not really liking that. So we haven't really dove more into that just because we haven't heard much about it. But now the commissioner, Rob Manfred, has come out to talk about the key to bringing Major League back, and that would be a lot and a lot and a lot of coronavirus testing protocols that they want to implement. So Manford was on CNN last night, and he said frequent tests will be key to the sports restart and that a positive test, so if someone does get popped with COVID-19, they will not shut down the, an entire team. You guys yeah, I'm with, you I'm, guys on I'm your phone or you're on the show? What's that. up? I'm completely no, I'm for that. I'm actually reading about okay. it. So well, I just, I'm, I'm you guys are you like there. balls deep in your phones right now. I was wondering if you guys are checking out the show or what. 
But Manfred said, and I'm all for that too, they don't want to shut down the entire league if someone gets popped with COVID-19. Well, look at what UFC's already done. Mm-hmm. They did tests now for two competitions, which, what, RJ, they're probably about to combine close to 50 fighters. Yeah. One person tested positive. They got them out there. There's been no positive tests yeah. since. So far you've had one and and they use the same arena. Yeah, that's all good. Um, they just said, you know what, this is you're not gonna fight. You're you're just gonna sit this one out. Yeah. And move and on. And please leave the Yeah. Please just, leave the please event. leave the hotel. Please yeah. don't uh, sneeze on me. And well, we also heard in the NBA and Adam Silver saying that if someone if the NBA restarts and if someone gets tested positive for COVID nineteen, they're not gonna stop the league. But my question is what happens if LeBron James gets it or Giannis gets it? What happens if baseball restarts? Well, they say that now. But right. then what what happens if let's say Mike Trout gets popped with COVID nineteen or Christian Yelich? It's the same you can't really change your rule depending on who gets popped. It's like that's that'd be like, you know, Christian Yelich's broken kneecap. Stop the league. The Brewers are now a little bit of, of a disadvantage because Christian Yelich ain't playing. We gotta stop the league so they have a chance to be better. Um it, it 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 has if you're not going to stop it if the guy at the end of the bench gets it you can't stop it if the number one guy in the league gets it now if the number if that last guy at the bench gets it and the whole league has to shut down and that's the that's the rule then you apply it like that throughout but if if it's not and all of a sudden LeBron James gets it and it's like shut it down no, you can't it's, do that. It's, well, I mean, I, I don't. I hope they wouldn't shut down a league just because a superstar get it. But they say they won't. But what happens if someone does? I say if there, if a league was going to do it, NBA would be that one because they, they monetize off of the superstar so much, and right. the names really drive that sport. Where we've used this example before. A lot of people when they, if Mike Trout walked down the street, wouldn't recognize who Mike Trout. Yeah, is. that's great. Mike Trout. The, is is he's his numbers are what like he's, he's better than Babe Ruth, better than yeah, Ted Williams. He's as much of a, of a quiet superstar as Tim Duncan was. The big fundamental, and that's why it, I could see the NBA doing that if a superstar player got it, just because of how they're set up with, yeah. with superstars and how they make their money off of those certain players. But I don't think baseball would do it. There's there's 81 games. All right, so check this out for baseball. 82. 82, come 82. on, bro. Just over half. And, well, and, got sign yeah. and more playoffs, and more playoffs. And so more playoffs. when it right. comes to this testing, Manfred also said this. Uh, plans in the coming days are going to discuss in-depth health and safety protocols with the Players Association. And they intend to test players and other baseball personnel multiple times a week using a drug testing lab in Utah to, which it was converted to process thousands of COVID nineteen tests sure weekly. Those samples are sealed. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you have <laughs> the chain. How many? We've seen so many like N nine five masks come over from China that are all compromised. You can't use any of them. Then they had tests that they sent over. Some of them haven't even been N ninety five masks. I know like, they've just been like <laughs> it's like the fake. It's fake. Yeah. It's like when you go buy and you think you're buying like a Gucci bag, but it's a, a, a Uchi bag. An Uchi or a yeah. Gu- a coochie bag. Yeah. So, oh, more, that's a C. <laughs> so more of this. I will say this, though. If they start testing players and, like, Brewer players test positive, you know, there's, like, a lot of false positives. I would probably believe Ryan Braun if he questioned his test. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> if Ryan Braun had a positive, I would I would also well, the, question the it truth as well. Is, be a false positive. The truth is I'm innocent. So this, this is <laughs> the, the part. Truth the truth is I the, do not have The COVID. person who delivered my COVID test is a Cubs fan. They're trying to make this a This is the part test. that is 
a little different, though, from what we've all been told from the media when it comes to COVID-19 and quarantining and whatnot. So Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred says they're going to test players multiple times a week. That's a lot of tests. Multiple times a week. The league would use rapid point-of-contact testing to determine whether their players got infected or not. And were someone to test positive, check this out. If someone were to test positive, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, says that individual would be quarantined and those who have come into contact with the person would be rapidly tested as well. Those who do test positive would be quarantined until testing negative twice over a 24-hour period. But Manfred says our experts are advising us that we do not need to quarantine for four we- or two weeks if someone gets tested positive. We don't need a 14-day quarantine, according to our experts. We just need someone to test negative twice in a 24-hour period. What have you guys heard since this thing broke? Not baseball, but coronavirus. Two that you need, to, you need to quarantine for two weeks if yeah. you got it, right? Yep. Well, one, it could take up to two weeks to test positive once yeah. coming into contact. And then you need at least two weeks once you get the coronavirus. Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, says his experts are advising them they don't need a 14-day quarantine. They just need someone to test negative twice in a 24-hour period to come back and play. Does he say who his experts are? Is there anything in there that we can kind of get an idea of? Are his experts medical doctors? Are his experts scientists in terms of the the study of this? Are... Th- this just goes back to all the information floating around out there that doesn't make it. Like, is there so many conflicting reports about everything? Apparently, if you play baseball at a high level, you don't need to quarantine for two weeks if you have COVID-19. You just need to test negative twice in a 24-hour period. So what they've Manfred went on to say was, quote, what we will do is the positive individual will be removed from the rest of the group. There will be a quarantine arrangement in each facility in each city and we'll do contact tracing for the individuals that we believe there was contact with and we will do point-of-care testing for those individuals, so minimize the likelihood that there's a spread. But it does not have to be a 14-day quarantine. Now, very well could be that they, they could keep testing these players and they could keep coming back positive, so you, you very well could be there for 14 days or longer. But if you do test negative twice over a 24-hour period in baseball, according to Rob Manfred, you can come back and play. Sure. And you don't need to quarantine. I, for I would say I'm all right with that, especially if they're testing them multiple times. Yeah, I mean, it could kind of prove that that first one was a false positive, or like Nelson said, sometimes it takes two weeks to get those results back. So your quarantine period might be over, and that thing well, no, might have already run its course. They're doing a test that uh, that's like immediate. Oh, the rapid. Yeah, they're doing rapid testing, ah. so they don't have to wait for those. You know that that two weeks. Gotcha. So they're doing rapid testing. All right, so yeah, it could confirm a false positive if you and, get two in the, in the next 24 hours that are negative. Um, and if it's like an, like another virus where people get viruses, yeah, it might take RJ five days to get over a virus. It might take me two. Yeah. Like, it's not like everyone is going to be exactly two weeks. I mean, we had uh, this past wrestling season had the flu kind of run through the team. We had one guy who was out the rest of the season. Yeah. Like My wife was down and out for like over. three weeks yeah. in like, November. Like everyone, every, every person, every body fights these things differently yeah so one guy might be out for a month like you said if he tests positive once the other guy might be out for three days so yeah 
They continue on. Rob Manfred is saying that they hope to begin the regular season, obviously, in early July, which we were talking about. But first, they have to convince the players to sign off on a return-to-play protocol. And Manfred, on Tuesday, obviously began to outline Major League Baseball's plans in a meeting with the Players Association. And he said he's confident that the league and union will strike a deal. So I guess there's some hope. He said, quote, we hope that we will be able to convince the vast majority of our players that it's safe to return to work. The protocols we're returning to play, the health-related, pro- health-related protocols, are about 80 pages in length, and they're extraordinarily detailed. So the protocol they have to come back are is 80 pages long, very, very detailed. Okay, so if the Major League Baseball players have to read these policies before they sign off to play, because I'm sure something like that's going to have to happen, how many of these players that are now talking about, well, this is my health, and now you're asking me to put my health on the line, will even read all 80 pages of this policy before they sign it? I mean, that's why you have agents and lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's for. Because <laughs> I doubt... We're not here to play reading. I doubt a lot of the We're people, here to play baseball. A lot of the people that are saying, I don't want to play, or this is my health, wouldn't even read that anyways. So you already have former players and some current players saying that the new deal they have in front of the association is a joke. Trevor Bauer called it laughable. Adam Jones says, don't do it. Speak up. Blake Snell in the majors for the Rays, the pitcher, he says if he's not getting a full salary, restarting Major League Baseball is not worth it. Well, he's not playing this year. It's you know, you have a lot of guys coming out and saying my health isn't worth. We former Brewers have or current Brewers, I mean, have said it, and that was when they were talking about the Arizona plan, where maybe they'd stay in the spring training facilities. So a little different, but still, them saying like this is this is not well thought out, not smart, yeah. not worth it. Blake Blake Schnell's uh, opinion on his money, that's never going to happen. Like he's not going to play this year if he stands by what he says. It's very interesting. Very intriguing of what's going to go on here. Um, still, I'm in that belief right now that it looks I'm more confident in NBA coming back than Major League Baseball. But with Manfred, you know, speaking last night, talking about all this, when it comes to what they're going to do, I think it's probably an 80-page detailed health protocol. I know it's a lot of reading, but maybe it could put some minds at ease for those MLB players. But then you got to go through the whole rigmarole of getting paid. Rigmarole. You like that? Yeah. I'm throwing going way back in my vernacular. It's like uh, that's what my grandpa used to say. Yeah. Old herky jerky. Those are good words. I know. Bring, Bring them back. back. Rig 'em a roll. Herky jerky. Willy nilly. Willy nilly. What are we gonna do this? What are we gonna come back? Major League Baseball. All willy nilly. <laughs> what do you mean I'm a cat? I'm all nimbly bimbly. <laughs> <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Just desperately chomping at the bit for that gym to open up so he can squat 800 pounds and bench 500. Our man, Jay Kokorowski. <laughs> What's up, Jake? How we living, man? Oh, man, it's uh, quarantine life, you know. Uh, those numbers have dipped uh, severely uh, in the past two months. but uh, And now you want to get some dips in, Jake. Come on. Oh, I know. I mean, there should be. I got three boys, guys, and it's you know, I should just be there. Should be, I mean, they're always on my shoulders to begin with, so I, I've tried <laughs> to have them balance them on my shoulders and my arms to do squats or shoulder presses or, or whatever. But it's, uh, you know, regardless, I mean, there's tons of yard work too that I can try to get some work. In oh before God. Everything yeah. Opens back up. I've been going ham on my yard, man. So I, I feel you right there. Jake Kokorowski joining us right now, all badgers.com sports illustrated channel, Jake with no sports going on. How has it been, you know, covering the Wisconsin badgers for you? 
Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, you learn to flex your creative muscles during this time. And I've always had fun even before you know, the pandemic or, you know, I've been at other publications with Badger Blitz or with Bucky's Fifth Quarter where I kind of, you know, I like going a little, you know, I'm on the beat, but I like going a little off the beat. I've done in the past stories about players' tattoos and, and, and kind of you know, personal pieces about that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, players and their dogs. Uh, which I had a lot of fun talking to with, you know, student athletes juggling athletics, academics, social life, and then, oh, yeah, we're going to throw a pup in there uh, <laughs> and, and whatnot. So I've done that in the past, and, you know, I've kind of resorted back to just talking about, uh, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff uh, where, you know, Wisconsin a couple months ago released that One Shining Moment video. I talked to, you know, uh, I talked to one of the video producers for that in terms of how they created it and kind of the behind-the-scenes work there. Uh, you know, I've, recruiting's always never sleeps. Yeah. Until you're just talking to recruits uh, a lot. And, you know, for all Badgers, we'll have something up on uh, 2021 commit Matthew Morris coming up this weekend. I talked to him and his dad a couple of days ago. Uh, and so, you know, you do that. And then on top of that, even, you know, you've seen, you know, and you guys are a part of this with Midwest family, you know, the jump around Wisconsin Facebook page, which is nearly 120,000 people on it. And, you know, I'm working on the story to get it edited and hopefully published in a little bit, um, hopefully later today. Uh, about just how a fan organic experience of two guys in a neighborhood in Sun Prairie mm-hmm. had a couple beers in their hand and they're like, uh, you know, uh, on a midday week, yeah. hey, you know, let's do something to, you know, have some fun for five minutes. And now it's grown into over 110 stations, you know, broadcasting jump around on Saturdays at 3 p.m. And they're seeing stuff from, uh, you know, they're seeing that yeah. in the state, which is about 95% of the stuff, but you're looking at, you know, Gosh, uh, Alaska, Hawaii, they've had people from, you know, Amsterdam to Moscow to uh, other, you know, to, to other places uh, <laughs> internationally uh, jump around at the same time and, and post videos on that Facebook page. So, you know, you, you want to flex your muscles a little bit more. You, you try to look back on history, too, and some great performances by Badger quarterbacks or, you know, I'll be coming up something later this weekend about, you know, probably Jonathan Taylor's, you know, five or 10 best games rushing, yeah. you know, but you also, you know, and all that stuff. So you, you kind of do some history lessons. You kind of go off topic. You catch up with former players and uh, you try to make the best of it. Yeah. It makes your brain work a little bit, doesn't it? Jake Okorowski joining us right now, sports illustrated, all badges.com. Um, Jake, when uh, I'm looking at uh, your Twitter account here at Jake Coco, and um, I see this article that you have, and can you talk more in depth about it, how June official visits have affected the Wisconsin Badgers as they've uh, lengthened the dead period for recruiting from May 31st to June 30th? Yeah, it's one of those things where like, the NCAA, you know, the Division One, uh, one of the committees announced that uh, you know, a couple days ago. And just, uh, you know, I wanted to write about it because it's interesting right now with Wisconsin where you know, with the, the recruiting dead periods, you mean, you know, that means, you know, I mean, the whole definition is laid out uh, where you really, you know, there's no – you know, during this period, a college coach may not have face-to-face contact with college-bound student-athletes or their parents. They can't watch student-athletes compete or visit their high schools. You know, they can write, they can telephone student-athletes. That's, that's per like the NCAA website definition of what a dead period is. So that means, you know, with Wisconsin, there is no, you know, on-campus visits during the month of June. And with Wisconsin, the past couple of years, ever since the new rule went into effect, where, with you know, players – that were going to be seniors could take official visits as juniors between April and a certain portion of June. Uh, you know, Wisconsin took advantage of that to showcase Memorial Union, Lake Mendota, Lake Monona, uh, you know, other places, you know, try to showcase Wisconsin summer and how, you know, obviously we all live in the city for a reason, whether it's 
job occupation or you love just nature and whatnot, <laughs> they wanted to showcase that. And so now without that, those official visits, you know, where it's been mandated by the NCAA that a dead period extends, Wisconsin won't have that, that, that opportunity. That being said, they've, you know, you look at some of the recruits that they've had in, and Wisconsin did a, a good job of having two separate junior day events, which, which is, for those that don't know, it's an opportunity for the staff to kind of show, you know, income, you know some yeah. uh, recruits coming in, basically just, you know, about their campus and what they're about and tours around campus and whatnot, uh, or tours around, uh, you know, the football facilities. Uh, and, you know, for that matter, you know, they brought in some talent, uh, that are that are some key targets, you know, some outside linebacker candidates like uh, uh, Daryl Peterson from uh, Akron, Ohio, or a four-star kid from Iowa and TJ Bowlers. There's a tight end, Jack Pugh, that uh, visited, you know, on the March 1st junior day, uh, you know, and he put Wisconsin in their top six. So, you know, it seems like Wisconsin, you know, despite the fact that they can't have those official visits right now, you know, in June, you know, they still made inroads and whatnot. But it's still, if you want to get these, you know, kids on campus and, you know, there's always, you know, with those official visits, a lot of kids come together, and it's an opportunity for, for them to get to know each other more, uh, get to know the staff more. Uh, so it's going to be interesting just to see how it affects the class moving forward. Yeah, totally. Jake Kokorowski joining us right now. Jake, good stuff as always. I'm looking at uh, just, I'm like, I like scrolling through your Twitter account. Great follow there at Jake Coco. Awesome follow. And then uh, I want to ask you about the stadium sauce, the Wisconsin dad achievement. But before that, <laughs> man, I, I'm looking and I'm thinking about, you know, you're talking about, you know, Wisconsin kind of just tweaking some things or, or using it to their advantage to show people around and whatnot. But on the field, I'm thinking about the running back. Obviously, you brought up Jonathan Taylor. Who, I mean, does this set Wisconsin back for trying to figure out who will be that starting running back? Who do you think is going to be tabbed that? I, mean, I think it's, you know, when you have a running back like Jonathan Taylor, who, you know, over the course of his career, 6,174 yards, last year alone, 2,003 yards, uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard to replace that much production with one back. And, uh, you know, it, it, to me it's going to be interesting to see just how Nakia Watson improves. As, you know, as a redshirt freshman, you, you saw glimpses, you saw potential there. Uh, and I remember Jonathan Taylor talking about, hit, you know, him, you know, towards the beginning of, the, of last season about, you know, his potential. I'm wondering how he'll do, you know, now that more responsibility could be on you know, his shoulders. Uh, I think, you know, I'm high on, on Watson in terms of his ability. I think he'll stay, take a step forward. But, you know, Garrett Groshek, a former walk-on, you know, it, you, to me, he looks like one of the leaders of the team in, in my eyes and uh, the way that he's worked his way up. Uh, you know, he normally is kind of like a down and distance, like a third down back. But he also, you know, wonder how his role expands. Uh, you know, one of my breakout candidates whenever I start the series uh, that for all Badgers is going to be someone like by, by the name of Isaac Berendo, who you saw against Minnesota take that 49-yard return off a reverse uh, up at TCF Bank Stadium. But at the Rose Bowl, to me, it, it stood out that you know, it wasn't a lot of yardage, but he got a carry and he got a – you know, they threw him a ball and he caught it. So getting some touches <laughs> in a game like, like Rose Bowl, you know, where he wasn't featured prior – to me, he says that, you know, maybe that's a sign that they're, they're trusting him more. Uh, and, you know, he converted from a wide receiver, you know, back to running back. Once he learns the position more, he, you know, that he's known for his speed. In, in high school, he was a track star, uh, you know, and, and a standout there. They also have a kid from Menominee Falls in state, Julius Davis, who's working worked back from injury. And mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what how he does. And they have that four-star running back in, in you know, Jalen Berger from yes. New Jersey, who announced during the All-American Bowl. I loved his film in terms of just how that's my guy. You know, he could run out the yeah he could run out the backfield, 
what he can do. He saw that he could take jet sweeps or fly sweeps. He could catch the ball out of the backfield, which I think is an interesting skill set for, you know, he could be featured more prominently in that regard, too. So, you know, there's, there are candidates. And it's, it's just, you know, it does stink with spring ball where, you know, Wisconsin did not, per, you know, participate in, in a practice. It's supposed to start on the 22nd of March. Well, not, you know, so you weren't able to see just how Davis improved, you know, how Grando looked, how Watson and Groshek, you know, how they were getting reps and how they looked in that aspect. But uh, it'll be interesting to see just, you know, once football does start up, who emerges. Yeah, totally. And before I let you go, Jake, I have two questions when it comes to the quarantine and everything being shut down and whatnot. Number one, how is the buzz cut treating you? Does the wife like oh. it? Uh, you throw me out of the house. Uh, I, mean, I think it's a good look on you, man. You look nice. <laughs> no, thank you. No, I, I saw that picture. It. What was that last week? Week and a half ago? Looking, looking slim and trim. You know, you it got grows that. back. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about so hair. It quickly. grows back. If you still have it, it grows back. So it's a beautiful no, thing. No, I appreciate that. No, it, it's good. I kept the, the goat tea because it just I, I don't look good just with a, a shaved head and a clean face. So I've kind of kept like a longer growing goat tea. I gotta kind of trim that up today. But it, you know, it, it's one of those things where I have battles with my hair daily, and I just don't like I don't like no. uh, it when it gets a certain length. And uh, I tried. Yes, you guys saw my Twitter feed. I tried doing a Q and A, uh, Badger's Q and A, while trying to cut my hair. I was trying to give myself a fade just to have a little bit of fun. Oh, that's tough. Uh, and whatnot, and that did not work out. And yeah. I started, Fade's I took tough. it down to a zero and just uh, buzzed it all off. So, so, Jake, I mean, I'm not saying you look like him, but maybe some shades of disturbs David Draymond if you maybe grew all the soul patch <laughs> and had some, like, crazy piercings with that shaved head of yours. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> and, and finally, I saw, you know, you got a bunch of rugrats running around. What do you got, three boys? Three boys, eight-year-old, and two five-year-olds, my friend. That's got to be nuts, but Wisconsin Dad Achievement Unlocked. How'd the secret stadium sauce go over with the boys? It went over well. It went over like we have a one of our twins, Logan, is very uh, he's adventurous when he wants to taste uh, you know taste stuff. So we're very fortunate that he's not picky. And he's like, yeah, I'll try the secret stadium sauce, and you know, had it, had it. He's like, oh, this is great. And then you know, the others kind of you know, my older one who's a little pickier, but he's still a good eater. He's like, all right, I guess I'll try it. And he's like, okay, this isn't bad. This isn't bad. And then he kept wanting it, and then. You know, our other twin, Sammy, who's a five, you know, he jumped on board, too. So, you know, I feel that's a parental achievement unlocked. Uh, it's a, every time I go to Woodman's, that's, the, that's like the one thing I absolutely need. We actually go through a lot of it. Oh, yeah. That's uh, so, good stuff. So, you know, with brat season's coming up, hot dogs, etc. Man, it's a, uh, you know, it's a common condiment in our household. Yeah, but everything's going well for you during the quarantine and whatnot? You holding up? Yeah, all things considered, brother, you know, we're, we're healthy. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we're doing well. Uh, we're thinking about you know everyone on the front lines of this and and whatnot too. So it's uh, you know we're we're fortunate and you know all things considered. So you know we're 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 holding up well. Good to hear, man. If everyone wants to follow along with all your work, how can they uh, do so, Jake? Yeah, if you guys want to, uh, of course, uh, on Twitter it's at Jake Coco K O C O. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Just look up Wisconsin Badgers on Sports Illustrated, and that's where you can find uh, you know that you know we're we're growing and and Facebook likes there. Uh, if you guys you know. Feel free to comment. We're a huge community at allbadgers.com. So we try to, you know, sign up. Uh, it's free to do. There's no, obviously, you know, there's no payment or commitment there. Just comment on some articles. I'm putting out some more opinion pieces in terms of, you know, best performances, worst performances, uh, et cetera. And, yeah, just feel free to comment. And, you know, I respond quickly. So I'm always on the, you know, I'm always on uh, my computer and my phone, uh, which, you know, 
the work-life balance here and there is always interesting, as you're, as you know, Ebo as a reporter. So, uh, but no, we're good, man. That's where you can find us. Well, appreciate it, man. I thank you for your time and have fun with the boys this weekend and your wife and everything. And be safe, be healthy, and we'll talk to you sooner than later, right, my brother? Sounds good, my friend. You guys have a great weekend, you guys. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay well. All right, see you, buddy. There he is, Jake hey, Kokorowski, my man at Jake Coco on Twitter. Make sure to check his stuff out, like he said, allbadgers.com. Happy Friday, freaky Friday, real freaking naughty on a Friday. What's that from again? Real, real freaking naughty. Um, what is that? That's something. Dodgeball. Yeah. It's uh, white. W-H-A-T. E-E. Real freaking naughty. I need one of those blow up. Uh... You are a pathetic little man. <laughs> what a movie, by the way. Stick it in your ear, LaFleur. Cram just... it in your cram hole. Wait, I think I have that too. Cram it up your cram hole, floor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I saw that on Netflix there was this interesting documentary about psychedelics, and Ben Stiller's on it. He's like, I took acid once. I probably shouldn't have done that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, check that documentary you, out. You could just for doing it once, you get to be in the documentary. Well, and you got to be a big name. It's like Apparently. a bunch of people that I don't really care about, but then there's a couple people you know plopped into that I do like. They talk about like Charles Manson or anything like that. No, it's not. The... But it's not about MK Ultra okay. brainwashing people. It's about. Which is true. The or Whitey Bulger. Yeah. <laughs> it's about just um, shrooms and LSD, acid, psychedelics, and how it, you know, mushrooms which are being decriminalized in like the likes of, I think it's Washington, and I know for a fact in Colorado. It's like a reset to your brain. Scientists have these studies out that if you have some, if you like have depression or if you have, you know, something, some kind of mental thing, illness that's bringing you down a little bit, that shrooms microdosing actually helps you reset uh, synapses and whatnot in your brain to help cure what's uh-huh. going on. So that's why they're decriminalized doing a lot of studies on it. It's, really, gotcha. it's actually very cool stuff. Um, I haven't watched a documentary. I've watched a bunch of other stuff about it. But, yeah, check it out. It's very, very interesting. And if you want, they help. There's a, uh, a mushroom. It's not psychedelic, and it's legal. It's called lion's mane. It actually helps you or people that have some dementia and – Okay. People that are forgetful and maybe on that just like stages. Yeah, you can buy it at a, like a health, a health store. Okay, so it's not Lion's like mane. it's not like a type of mushroom where I could cut it up and put. I it mean, in you can. Food. I don't know where they grow, but gotcha. yeah, you you could. Hey, but it's not like at a grocery is. store. No, they would dry it and and, I and gotcha. you know grind it up and put it in a pill form. But it's lion's mane mushroom and helps. They've done a lot of studies with like rats and whatnot that show them actually growing back parts of their brain that were associated with memory loss and. Um, you know, dementia and whatnot. So it's very, very cool stuff, and it's all natural. So all anyways, right. I'm going to ch- check that one out. But yes, all right, so 608-321-1670, Twitter Zone Madison. Strange little tangent. It's not a tangent. It's cool. I mean, knowledge is power. Yeah. It's Why do you let Big Pharma come and juice you up of all kinds of stuff that's terrible for you when you can have something that's natural right from the earth that doesn't have lingering, lasting effects that just destroy you for the rest of your life? Thanks, Dodgeball. Yeah, well, that dodgeball, that's where it came from. I don't know how he got there, but there we are. Ben Stiller. All right, so Aaron Rodgers, believe it or not, is going to speak to the media today, folks. Woo. He's breaking his silence for the first time since the Packers drafted the, the backup quarterback, possibly heir apparent, Jordan Love. I like how this is like a big deal. Aaron Rodgers finally speaks. What do you guys think about this? I mean, Matt LaFleur is going to speak as well. I think Rodgers is going first. And then LaFleur will be afterwards. So Rogers will have a conference call. Like he took a vow of silence. Yeah. He's going to talk. Are we really excited for this? No, it's going to be. It, he's going to say, he's gonna say all how, the right things. How he's excited that he's going to be exactly a part of the team. At the right time. 
it's, yeah, it's going to be, I'm excited that he's a part of the team. You know, I'm, I'm going to help, you know, bring him along. I'm going to welcome him with open arms, teach him the ways of the Green Bay Packers, and I hope nothing but success for him. All right, there, there you go. That's what Rogers is going to say. What if he drops? I just wish he could have gone through the Mike McCarthy school of quarterbacking. Then, you know what? Then I would, we know he's lying. <laughs> no, no. Well, then we know he's finally telling the truth about something. So when it comes to Rogers talking to the media, I saw some people freaking out. He's like, why is Rogers talking before Matt LaFleur? How come the head coach isn't talking first? I mean, I'm pretty sure the team kind of dictates that. I would just Unless say, he's doing this on his own. I would say, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, w- I would like to hear from Rodgers. Th- I know what, Nel- what Nelson just said. What it's going to be is just the generic middle of the road. He, I can't wait to have him here. He's going to be a great teammate. Speak. And that's that's probably going to be the thing he leads with. He's like, let's get the elephant out of the room. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to have him here. Yeah. I'll his first comments will probably be about Jordan Love, and, and then, then they'll open it to questions. Then he pulls like a, you know, he comes in with that type of intro, so it's all lovey dovey. Yeah. Then he completely says, "F this." Pulls a Kenny Powers like that little d bag. <laughs> I can't stand. Him. I would love I'm not that. Gonna help him. <laughs> I would love that. I want to crush. You know, no matter what happens, though, the media is just gonna be like, oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a rocky road. Well, it was uh, Chuck Todd who just got busted. What was it? Meet the Press, where they had a clip from, what was it, from Burr? They they stopped the clip Bill short. Barr. Was Barr. it? Yeah, Barr. Barr. Sorry, I was confusing my guys that are in the news right now. About Barr, and they stopped the clip short, and then they went on Meet the Press and just went nuts about how terrible it is that he said this and how could he do this. Well, then if you played the next sentence, it was totally contradicted everything that they said on Meet the Press. So what you're going to see from Aaron Rodgers, and then, by the way, they came out and apologized for it, but they, oh, already, did, they already did their damage. And then a day later, like, oops, sorry. But then what's going to, what are we going to see from Aaron Rodgers here? He's going to talk to the media, someone probably like Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk, because he's got an agenda out hate, for Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and he's going to say, well, here's what he said. And it'll be a little snippet. And not say have the full context of it, and like Eric, Aaron Rodgers hates Jordan Love. Well, and Lafleur is going to talk too, so they'll yeah. they'll take two totally separate clips, play them back to back, and be like, "Here's what the coach said, here's what Rodgers said," and they hate each other. Yeah, and it'll be nothing of the sort. That's why I, when it comes to star athletes, do we do you like them talking to the media? Knowing that it's going to be just general generic talking points, yeah, just stick to sports. The media, <laughs> the media has bastardized anything when it comes to an athlete coming out and speaking his mind. Oh yeah. Well, you re- also when it comes to the front office and the locker room and putting on a certain persona. Obviously, you don't want people knowing everything that's in and out of that locker room, which I understand. Well, it's like we saw. Uh, was it two weeks ago on the last dance? Jordan didn't come out and support what would have been the first black. Senator, yes, in North Carolina, he didn't support anyone because Republicans buy t-shirts too. T-shirts too, shoes. I mean, or shoes, or sh- yeah, sorry, the, the t-shirt that's from Barstool, yeah. uh, that's in Portnoy. Um, but yeah, it's you know, if they want to, that's fine. I love it, when an athlete actually speaks yeah. their mind, and then that's what everyone always says. I wish they'd speak their mind, and then when they do speak their mind, stick what do they sports. do? They tell them to stick to sports, and right. Let they're people too, right? Even if you don't agree with them, that's fine. Just let them speak their mind instead of just. I, I'm excited to hear Aaron Rodgers what he has to say today. Is he going to say anything of substance? I highly doubt it, but maybe he will. Well, it'll be made into substance because it's Aaron Rodgers. It, yes, exactly. It, it is substance because of that. Um, and yeah, he hasn't really said anything since before the draft when he was like, 
I hope we get some receivers, a linebacker, a tight end. And yeah. they were just like, <laughs> uh, we're going to get you a quarterback you and a running back. Maybe maybe an H-back. If, and that's something you didn't ask. All right, let's for. go to the phones quick. Wouldn't you just oh. love if he came out and he's like, yeah, been texting Jordan for a little bit now since the draft. Just doesn't seem like a guy I'm gonna like. <laughs> I, I would like I think the I honesty. Hate the guy. I would, I would like. You'll never hear that. I would like the honesty though. <laughs> well, Rob Manford was making his rounds yesterday. When it comes to trying to talk to everyone, that's the Major League Baseball Commissioner. Talk to everyone about what their plans are amidst this. If, if you didn't know, we're in the new norm. It's in the untrying, uncertain times that we have. Yes, coronavirus, COVID nineteen. Rob Manford says how they're going to do it, how they're going to do it is that testing is key for Major League Baseball reopening. And he says his experts, quote, our experts are advising us that we don't need a 14-day quarantine. What we need is that individual who, if they do get tested positive for COVID-19, they just need to be test negative twice in a 24-hour period in order to come back. And if someone does get tested positive, they are not going to shut down the league if it happens. Like the KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization, Nelson. They said if one someone gets tested, they're shutting it all down, right, for three well, weeks. They've made it 10 days now. 10 days. Knock on what? 10 days with Korean baseball. But they said, that league said, if they do get a positive COVID-19 test, they're at least shutting down for a minimum three weeks. If you're Robert Manfred, you have to do almost anything in your power to make sure baseball happens this year. You have to. Because think about this. NBA, we don't know if it's coming back yet. But that's more promising. But they are talking. But we don't know. Some major players want to come back and play. But even if they have just the shortened, shortened season or just come back and play the playoffs, obviously football, people still think it's going on. But baseball has the whole summer to be in front of you. Baseball and UFC, right? Yes. What are people saying? Baseball's falling. Falling as the... Because baseball used to be the America's national pastime. Yep. The biggest sport. Obviously, NFL's past it. Obviously, NBA's past it now. This is your chance to jump on marketing and try and get more eyes on your product. You have to do everything to try and have a season. This is the time. This is it. Because, yeah, if you want to get back into the forefront, you're never going to beat the NFL. The NFL owns a freaking day out of the week. If the NFL were to fart, everyone would turn and say, oh, the NFL did that? Oh, it smells pretty good. People worship the ground the NFL walks on. I know a lot of people hate Roger Goodell and some of the stuff that they stand for, but guess what? The NFL rules supreme. It reigns supreme. Major League Baseball, they have an opportunity right now. If you get this done, you will have – people are starved for it. Nelson, I'm looking at NBC Sports right now on TV – Big Cat from Barstool, he's been playing NCAA football on his PlayStation or Xbox, whatever the hell he has. Yeah, from 2014. 2014, he's playing it. They're talking about Big Cat recapping a video game that he played on NBC Sports. This is the trying times that we're in. This is a guy sitting in his house playing a video game. They are talking about it on a major sports channel. They're interviewing him right now about the – look at look behind you. There he is. They're well, that, interviewing Big Cat about his video games. If baseball came back, people would just be gaga over it. Yeah, because even if, even if NBA comes back, I can't imagine it comes back for very long. They're already talking about they might pick it up with just four teams in the playoffs. 
Like I don't, I don't, I don't foresee the NBA really playing out the rest of the season, completing all games. Do you? Say that one more time. I don't see the NBA completing no. all the games that they had left to play. No, they have I, a fifth of the season. Gonna, what do they have? Two hundred and fifty-two games left of the season. About a fifth of the season left for all teams. Like they're definitely going to shorten it to like a week or two, and then go into playoffs or even start in the playoffs, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be as long as normal. Football. They're even talking. They already have plans where they might be able to push it back. Right. Yeah, they, they have, have contingency plans coming out now. Plans yeah. that in case whatever happens. Yep. This is this is the time for baseball to get some marketing, to draw more fans, to be all eyes on them. Like for the casual fan, what are they going to be drawn to? Baseball or UFC? Baseball. Exactly. You have uh, UFC is kind of a would you say it's an acquired taste? It's, a, it's like a niche sport. Yeah, it's an acquired taste for some people. It's a niche sport. It's it's something that. Oh, well, right now, UFC is taking full advantage of their opportunity, and they're getting a lot of more eyes on them and a lot of more people, and they're going to make a lot of more money. Why? Because they have the opportunity to do it, and they got a guy like Dana White, a president, who does not care when it comes to what reporters have to say and what you know other media members have to say. Dana White goes out. He gets it done. He is smart about it to a degree. And he's garnering a bigger share of the market, right? Well, well, you have guys like Blake Schnell, obviously pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. He's talking about how it's not worth it, right? Mm -hmm. He's not going to go out there and put his life on the line to play, which is weird to me that he won't play for half his salary, but he'd put his life on the line for a full salary. Because if you were (laughs) that scared, then what's the difference between your full money or half your money? That, That doesn't make sense to me. But whatever, we'll we'll get past that. <laughs> I mean, but you're not you're not wrong. It, does, it raises a question. Like, like you're okay with uh, like you're okay. Let's you're say you're okay with possibly dying for ten million, but you're not for five. I wouldn't even I, I say I wouldn't even say possibly dying. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's definitely not even possibly dying. But I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> you you would you would theoretically in his mind die for your full salary. Yes. But not half of your salary. Exactly. Even sure. though you're going to be playing half of a season. Yes. And you have an opportunity. I mean, if you think about the long-term play of this, how about the guys that go out there? How many people are watching like, man, I would like to give that guy an endorsement deal. I never knew about that guy until all of a sudden I'm starting to pay attention. Maybe he can, you know, endorse this product. Well, that's where I was going this. with like down the road. If you're looking at this in the future, you know, I'm thinking this isn't going to be a thing every single year, right? Yeah. We think it'll go back to normal at some point. What if you get out there, you're the only show in town, now all of a sudden you get more eyes, TV deals go up. The endorsements go up. Now that's long-term, Your contract goes up. Like, there's a there's a lot of upside for getting out there and playing if you are talking about future money. What's what's his contract? What's he worth? Did, did, I mean, if you know? I do not know offhand. How many people... It's it's got to be what's the average four four and a half mil? It was roughly four. He just signed a five year fifty million dollar extension in March of two thousand nineteen. So he wouldn't want to play for what? What's what would be half of his one year? It's five million because it'd be five over five for fifty. That's ten mil a year. Let me look. Uh, uh, let me ask. So I was actually anyone I was out there actually dead dead on with that. Would you if you had a contract for five million dollars for a year, but you had to play a half of a season? Would you pay? Would you play for two and a half million dollars for a point one percent chance to die? 
so this season he would no. actually he would actually be making seven million six hundred thousand dollars. So seven point six million dollars. And obviously then his contract bumps up the next few years. And he's saying that he would never play he would he would never play for less than his full for three eight, I guess. <laughs> but he would play for seven point six million. He'd play for seven point six million, but not three point eight. Three point eight million. Because he's because he's scared to die. Point one. I mean, when you heard him talking on Twitch, he didn't sound like the most intelligent dude, so it's probably not his fault. How many people out there right now who are out of work or who are, you know, affected by this, which is everyone? Would you if you were in his shoes, what would you do? I'd grab my glove, grab my equipment and get to spring training too. And keep it and keep in mind when they do come back to play. They're going to be tested day in and day out, multiple tests a week. Rob Manford said it yesterday. And by the way, if you test positive, they're not going to throw you in a closet. You're going to be getting the best care possible. You're getting, you're getting care from a billion-dollar billion industry, tested constantly. You are healthy, in shape. It's very intriguing. Let's go to the phones quick. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Who do I got? Yeah, John. Hey, Johnny. What's up, man? If you're offering me $5 million to bleed out my brains or to tear my Tommy John, I'm doing it. <laughs> All right, let, let's say it's $5 million what we originally signed you for, but now it's only going to be two and a half. So? You're exactly. still doing it, Johnny? That's $2 million. That's a lot of bush light. Yes, you're damn straight it is, brother. Sign me up right now. That's Hell what I say. yeah. What's going on, John? How you been? How you holding up? Going great. You got big plans this weekend? Uh, probably just drink some bush. <laughs> My man, I love it. Bush. John, I'll sign you up for our baseball team when we get underway, okay? Well, hell yeah, let's go. All right, see you, buddy. Yep. There it is. <laughs> That's a lot of bush light, baby. Yeah, millions of dollars is a lot of money to pretty much everyone except for a million and billionaires. Let's go back to the phones. Welcome to the Joan Ebo Show. Who do I got? You got your Maytag, man. What's up, brother? So the contention here is not getting half of the money. That's what they want. They want a prorated salary. Yeah, they want prorated, which they agreed on in March, and now they want to do a 50-50 revenue split. So, so let's just so, let's put it down even more. Would you play for a couple hundred thousand dollars? I mean, I, I would love to play baseball. I mean, I, I played minor league ball. So, I mean, for me, I mean, yeah, anything to get into the majors for sure. So uh, you, you but, wouldn't but, if you were him? Well, the thing is, for him, if it ends up being a 50-50 split of whatever revenue – if that revenue ends up being 40% of the revenue that would have been brought in otherwise. Now, remember, there's not going to be the, the turnstile, you know, the ticket money, the, the concession money. All of that stuff goes into a pool for the, for the owners to then give to the players. So if you end up losing 60 or 70% of the normal revenue you would get in a regular season – now you're only getting 50% of that remaining 30 to 40%. So his $10 million contract for this year may end up only being paid out for $3 million. Right? Mm. So, so so instead of 10 it's 3. <laughs> so instead of 10 a, it's, you're saying it's million, three. right? Right, we're saying we're saying million. Now for a pitcher or you don't make money at all cuz you don't play. Or you don't make any money at all. Hmm, do I want $0 or $3 so, million? For playing but, half a game and all the best healthcare I could get. Okay, so you have half. So you have half the season, 
But instead of getting paid $5 million for that half a season, now you're only getting paid $2.5 million for that half a season. Oh, that sucks. So you're, getting, so you're getting half the amount of money that you would normally get for what you would have the, as the prorated. So it ends up being a whole heck of a lot less money. For these big-name guys, I totally get where they're coming from. But when it comes to the guys that are trying for that roster spot, the guys that are that are – playing for the big contract later on, those are the guys that want to play. So that's why you see a lot of these big-name guys coming out right now saying, no, no, we're not playing for the 50-50 split because they don't know what revenues are going to be. And that's the problem. Now, you could end up in a situation where revenues go up because now you have more eyes on TV and that TV ad revenue is going to go up. So it's kind of a gamble for, for these players. And I, like I said, I totally but at the get end of the day, from. But at the end of the day, some of these guys we're talking about, not the lower-level guys, but some of the guys we're talking about are still making millions of dollars. They're still making millions of dollars. Like you have so I just don't feel Mike bad Trout, for them, I'm sorry. You know, I don't you have feel Mike, bad one bit. Mike Trout, you know, who makes $25 million, would only end up coming out with like, $7 million for half a season instead of $15 million for half a season. So it's, it's a bigger gamble for the higher-paid guys. It's not as big of a gamble for the lower-paid guys. I mean, so but if, if, if I was me, to make, if I was make that much pl- less, sign I'm me up I'm still now. playing. I'm playing for anything. It, well, I saw somebody on, on Facebook say, if there's any of these guys that are saying that they won't play, they can no longer use the words for the love of the game. None of them. <laughs> because that, because they're, not, they're not playing for the love of the game. They're paying for the pay of the game. Yeah. And there's a huge difference. I mean, I would love to be paid, you know, 200, even league minimum, which is $300,000. I would love to get paid league minimum to play a kid's game. Mm-hmm. With the best health care you can get during a world pandemic. It, yeah. And and I've and I've said this before. In high school, I remember playing in front of in front of nobody in high school. I remember playing in front of you know just that one Jack Sniffer in the Jersey Chaser. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I I would love to play. I I would play. And you know some of these minor league guys, you know, they're calling them the scabs because you know they'd be going across the the line. But I mean, they want to play baseball. I want to. I want to watch them play baseball too, Zach. I want to. I want to watch them play baseball too, because everybody's going stir crazy. If if that's and that's the other. Like I said, it's all about the advertising money at this point. And you had uh, who was the guy that called yesterday that said the patch was that Zach in the Dell? Yeah, yes. that was to that, have yeah. the adver- to yeah. have the advertise the extra advertising and everything like that on the jerseys and on the yeah. on the three D guy on the three D virtual fans. fans they'll put in the stadiums. Yeah, that is that is such a baller idea i, I absolutely idea. love that and and i really think that they need to do that yeah. uh, just to get get extra ad revenue get that because these guys are gonna get the the money from the tv revenue if there's not going to be fans in, in the stadiums, there's going to be more tv revenue there's going to be more eyes on the game especially yeah. now because you know Everybody's going stir crazy. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Thanks for the phone call, Zach. Have a good love weekend, you brother. See you. you. Too. See love, you. love, much love. Talking a little bit about uh, Rays pitcher Blake Snell. He sounded off on Major League Baseball's economic plan. 
on his Twitch stream saying he would not play if the league cut play the payers play beyond the prorated salary outline in March. Which I'll give him that. In March, when they agreed to that prorated salary, yes, exactly. That Major League Baseball said that sounds good to us. And now all of a sudden, Major League Baseball put the proposal out there on Monday that it was going to be a 50-50 revenue split. Rob Manford then said last night, quote, I think that whenever there's a discussion about economics, publicly people tend to characterize it as a fight. Me, personally, I have great confidence that we'll reach an agreement with the Players Association, both, uh, both that it's safe to come back to work and work, out in the, and work out the economic issues that need to be resolved. Are we sure we have faith, though, No. in Manfred? Wasn't he the same? You know, I don't have faith in Manfred or the players. In he's this the either. same guy that said Mike Trout needed to better market himself. Yes. <laughs> Not Major League Baseball, yes. but he needed to do it himself. Yes. Uh, Manfred also said the league is exploring many options for 2020. That would include rule changes while also attempting to enhance a television-only product. Ultimately, he said the difficulties in returning will not prevent the league from attempting to start the season, though. He said playing in empty stadiums is not a great deal for us economically, but our owners are committed to doing that because they feel it's important that the game be back on the field and that the game be a sign of a beginning to a return to normalcy to American life the way we've always enjoyed it. We're a big business, but we're a seasonal business. And unfortunately, this crisis began at kind of a low point in the terms of us for revenue. We hadn't quite started our seasons yet, and if we don't play a season, the losses for the owners could approach $4 billion. That's with a B. So if they don't play a season now, they will lose upwards of $4 billion. Man. <laughs> What's unemployment at right now? 30... Is it 36? 36%? Somewhere in there. Blake Snell says that he won't play if they cut beyond the prorated salary they outlined in March. So even if they were doing a 50-50 revenue, I would love to see the numbers and the books. It's just, to me, it's just... If they lost $4 billion between 30 teams, it would be a little over $133 million a team. And what's the Brewers' payroll? 90-something? Less than that. That was about what the Brewers' payroll was last year. Well, a little less than that. Some, this is some wild times, man. This is crazy. You know? And then you got some places like California, L.A. County's on an indefinite lockdown now. You got Arizona open for sports as of yesterday. Florida is saying, any sports league, come on down. Come to Florida. We'll have you. And then you got, what, Wisconsin here? The Bucks have reopened their facilities, but we don't know what's going to happen with the Brewers with all this going on. You got the Packers who, you know, if this keeps playing out, Mark Murphy came out last night in the letter to the shareholders saying that they have 300 and, and upwards of $370, $60 million on like a crisis relief fund, a rainy day fund, if you will. So, I mean, the Packers are okay for a short amount of time. But if this keeps going, what, you know, flatten the curve is now turned into find the cure. When, when did that happen? 